Hello and welcome to the Cytokine Signaling Forum author interview podcast. I am Professor Hans Belsma from the University Medical Center in Utrecht and today I'm talking to Xavier Teitsma from the same department and lead author on a paper which was recently published in Rheumatology analyzing radiographic joint damage in patients that were enrolled in the UAC early study. Welcome Xavier and thank you for your time today. Well, thank I, you for the invitation. Could you very shortly tell us a little bit what the UAC early study was? Uh, well, the UAC early study was a phase three trial uh, which was performed in uh, DMARC-Eve patients with uh, very early rheumatoid arthritis. And uh, these patients were randomized uh, to receive tocilizumab and methotrexate as a combination, or tocilizumab in combination with the placebo methotrexate, or methotrexate in combination with the placebo tocilizumab. Mm -hmm. um, patients were treated to the target of sustained remission, and uh, FDX doses were increased stepwise until this was achieved. Um, if remission was achieved, uh, MTX doses and tocilizumab doses were tapered and finally halted. Um, and um, well, the primary outcome in this study was uh, the achievement of sustained drug free remission, which was defined as being a remission for longer than six months. And how many patients did reach that remission threshold? Uh, well, when we look at the entire treatment strategy, so also uh, including the addition of other therapies, as it was a treat-to-target trial, meaning that if patients didn't achieve remission with the initial strategy, um, hydroxychloroquine was added to the regimen. Um, and finally, patients in the monotherapy arms um, are switched to the combination therapy with the biological DMARC. But if you look at the entire tumor strategy, you see in the tocilizumab arms that approximately 88% um, of the patients did achieve sustained drug-free emission, and this percentage was somewhat lower for the methotrexate uh, strategy. So this is uh, a significant improvement compared to other studies that we know 88% is, is huge. And yes. uh, why, why was it so huge? Any idea why uh, you, was this population different from other populations described in literature? Yeah, well, what's very unique for the uh, for the UH early study was that all patients were at baseline DMARC naive, meaning that they haven't received any synthetical DMARCs or biological DMARCs previously, and the symptom duration was only approximately three weeks, um, which is very very short. So we are looking really at initial treatment response here, and we see that when you uh, treat those patients with a quite aggressive therapy, uh, a lot of them um, responded very well to the treatment um, when compared to those patients who started with a less aggressive therapy and who started with methotrexate and then built it up to eventually combination therapy if this wasn't sufficient. Mm -hmm. So if you get the patients that very early, which is rather unique in the world, if you get them that very early, you will not expect that there is already joint damage when you make the first radiographs, is it? Exactly, yeah, exactly. So what would you be, what was your hypothesis uh, regarding the radiographic changes during the periods of study of two years? Well, the hypothesis was that we uh, 
uh, we wanted to evaluate whether when uh, early rape patients were actually treated according to international current guidelines, um, if they eventually uh, showed less radiographic progression. It is known, for example, within RA that joint damage is often seen as a result of, uh, of synovitis, which eventually mm -hmm. lead to erosions and loss of cartilage. And um, we do also know that the treatment of RA has improved hugely the last decennia, uh, with also the development of biological DMARs. But again, joint damage is still seen in a large proportion of patients because of the ongoing inflammation. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it is hypothesized that when you treat patients with a biological, this subclinical inflammation is less present, which eventually leads to less radiographic joint damage. So in this, this subset, um, this sub-study we evaluated, wanted to evaluate whether um, the radiographic changes were also less when you treat patients initially with a biological instead of just uh, increasing therapy with a synthetic DMARD. Okay, so that's uh, that's a reasonable question. And is what did you find? Did you find what you expected? Um, well, the main finding of the study was that when uh, looking more into detail of the radiographic progression, uh, we saw that there were fewer erosions in the tosylizumab based strategies over two years uh, when compared to the methotrexate strategy. Um, especially in feet, there were less progressions found, and. Um, Interesting was that when we're looking at the joint space narrowing score, um, as overall score and also separately lands and feet, uh, we didn't find any significant differences after one and two years, uh, despite the tight control treatment strategy that we did use. Um, mm -hmm. So this was basically an extension to the previous uh, results that were already published in, uh, in the Lancet, which showed that um, the overall uh, Sharpen high score, which is a measurement to assess radiographic joint damage, um, already showed favorable results um, in favor of the tools of vision of strategies. And um, in this study, we looked more into depth into uh, where these differences are. And we found that this were especially found in the, in the progression of erosions and then especially in the, in the feet. So that's very interesting. So the, the, the feet were more progressing than the hands. Is that perhaps due to the fact that in the dust score, you don't count all the joints? and that you focus more on certain joints and not on all the joints? Well, that could be one of the explanations. Um, uh, another explanation could be because of the, um, the scoring of the, of the erosions and the joint space narrowing, uh, meaning that um, changes in individual joints in the feet have a greater impact on the progression rate compared to the hand. Um, but also another explanation could be that um, well, joints in the feet are exposed uh, to more high weight pressures, uh, for example, during walking, and could be more prone to mm -hmm. structural changes when inflammation is present. Um, so if we look at previous studies, at previous MRI studies, um, it was reported that uh, patients who were clinically in remission on synthetic TMARs, uh, approximately one-third of them still showed radiographic progression. Um, of whom almost all had signs of synovitis. Um, and it seems that patients who are treated with a biological edema, so in this case, uh, um subclinical inflammation is, uh, is lost, less often seen, uh, mm -hmm. as it works, of course, via other mechanisms uh, and by targeting the binding of cytokines directly. 
and therefore preventing the sinusitis. So it could be due to several reasons why um, erosions were more predominant in this case. Yeah, I completely understand and I completely agree with that. So there is uh, still inflammation going on, even if we think on the outside that the dust score is very adequate. So there is still an indication to combine tocilizumab with metotrexate, also based on the findings in your study, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And also uh, a rationale to also um, look at um, uh, radiographic damage when determining the, the, the efficacy of the treatment. So it could be that patients uh, do not experience any clinical symptoms, but it could be some subclinical inflammation present, um, which might not be um, experienced by the patient itself, but could be seen in uh, um, when evaluating uh, radiographs at different time points. And it could be rational mm -hmm. for the clinician to uh, switch to alternative treatments that are perhaps more aggressively to, um, to prevent uh, further um, progression of, uh, of joint damage. Yeah, and I think it's also important to realize that for the effect of, the additional effect of methotrexate in this regard, we probably only need a very small dosage of methotrexate, more in the order of 10 milligrams than higher. Can you tell me something about the dosage of methotrexate you used in the tocilizumab groups? Because it was a tight control, so you titrated the patients individually? Yes, that's correct. Um, the, the starting dose of methotrexate in your theory was quite low. Um, it started at uh, 10 milligrams per week. And uh, it was increased with five milligrams every four weeks if remission didn't wasn't achieved. So meaning that patients who received tocilizumab in addition, uh, most of them didn't even reach the, the maximum dose of 30 milligrams, but they already achieved remission with a lower dose of, lower dose of methotrexate, uh, which could also be um, tapered more rapidly because all um, patients were on a lower dose. So uh, the tapering process was less extensive than uh, the patients who, for instance, started with methotrexate solely and had to mm -hmm. increase the dosage much higher. So the tolerability probably is also better than you can suffice with lower dosages of methotrexate. So for the, the clinical uh, relevance of this study, uh, it's not only looking at the clinical signs of the dust score and so on, it's also important to still have a look at what's happening radiographically, and in this study you showed that it's quite effective to combine tocilizumab with methotrexate in this particularly early cohort of patients with rheumatoid arthritis. So I think that's a very good lesson for all of us. So I would like to, to thank you again for your time, Xavier Teitsma, and I would like to, to invite the people listening that if you want to know more about this paper and others uploaded to the CSF website this month. Detailed slide sets are available in the publication sections at cytokinesignaling.com. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or podcast media and let us know what you think. Thank you very much for your attention and I hope it was a useful meaning for you. Thank you.